New findings from the largest scientific study of sexual health and lifestyles in Britain, published this month, reveal where young people are getting their information about sex and how this is linked to their sexual health and behaviour. As part of the third national survey of sexual attitudes and lifestyles, researchers from the school, UCL and NatSense Social Research interviewed nearly 4,000 people aged between 16 and 24 years old. We spoke to the school's Wendy McDowell, who conducted the research. Sex education policy is quite complicated in the UK. So the only requirements that are statutory are those that are within the national curriculum for science. But there's also, it's further complicated because sex and relationships education, which is part of PHSE, uh, personal health and social uh, education, um, is a a non-mandatory subject. Um, And actually recently there's been an education select committee review looking into the status of um, SRE in schools. From Parliament? Yes, yeah. And they have um, recommended that it should be made statutory. Do teachers get any support or any training? Well, this is part of the problem of um, it not being a statutory subject. Following on from the recommendations of the Education Select Committee, to make uh, the subject statutory, what goes with that then is a requirement for um, continuing professional development for teachers, the recommendation, the aspiration is to have a trained PHSE teacher in every primary and secondary school. There is still a minority against sex and relationships education in schools. Many parents still feel that it should be the responsibility of parents to talk to their children about sex. But what's interesting in our data is it actually it doesn't suggest that many parents are doing that. This is the third survey that's taken place. So the first survey took place in 1990, the second in 2000, and the third in 2010. Um, and the sim- very similar questions were asked in each survey, so we're actually able to track change over time, which is a real strength in the data. And what's uh, encouraging in the, in the latest data is that actually more young people now are reporting school as their main source of information. So we've seen an increase, particularly amongst young men, of reporting school as their main source. So in the first survey, only 28% said school was their, their main source of information. So where, where were they mostly getting their information from? Well, from less authoritative sources, such as um, friends, first partners, girlfriends, boy, um, first sexual partners, um, and media sources. What about parents? Um, parents, well, for young men, parents don't feature very highly in their list of sources. And this is an area where we actually found a difference between the experiences of young men and young women. So young women were more likely to report a parent as a source of information and then go on to say that it was their main source of information. But for young men, fewer reported a parent as a main source and very few, in fact less than 3%, um, said a father um, was their main source of information. So both young men and young women are basically mostly getting their information from school? Well, it's about 40%. So there's still around, it's just under a half of women and just over a half of men are um, getting their sources from, are getting most of their information from sources other than school, a parent or a health professional. Thinking about um, the sources of information, there's a lot of interest at the moment around pornography and the role pornography 
plays in the kind of sexualization um, of uh, young people. And we actually found that pornography was a source of information for significantly more men than it was for women. 24% of um, young men reported that pornography had been a source of information about sexual matters when they were growing up compared to only 2.2% of women. Young men and women who reported school to be their main source of information had first intercourse at a later age, an older age, compared to those reporting other sources. Um, we also found that they, uh, for young men and women, that they were less likely to have practiced unsafe sex or to ever experienced a sexually transmitted infection. Now those are the associations we found for men and women. We actually found additional benefits associations amongst women, which suggests that maybe sex education as it currently stands is better meeting the needs of, of young women than it is of young men. So your research is indicating that, if anything, sexual education is a bit more female-focused. It seems to be, from our data, that it's associated with fewer positive outcomes in men. Um, and one of the criticisms of sex education is it's been, it's been too female-focused. It's been too focused on uh, the, the so-called three Ps of pills, periods and pregnancy. And it might be, given the push there's been around reducing teenage conceptions, that much of the onus has actually been um, on young women. But actually there's been, I think, increasingly a recognition that, you know, sex education needs to broaden its remit, to move away from the more biological aspects into relationships, consent, issues around keep, uh, keeping safe virtually and online and offline, and that this needs to be done from, from the perspective of young women and young men. Do we know much about what parents actually talk about? We don't know from our data. What our data do suggest is that while we found those who reported school as their main source, had first intercourse at a later, at an older age. Those who reported parents as a main source didn't. And this suggests to me, and others have suggested in uh, 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 previous research, that parents actually start the conversations once they suspect their child has become sexually active, rather than initiating those conversations before. What has your research told you about what the young people want? Well, we, um, what's clear from our research is that they want more information about the, the wider aspects of sex and relationship. I mean, there's definitely the, the, the mechanics and information around contraception and safer sex. The, the need for information is still there, um, but where the, it's the more psychosocial aspects of sexual health that... Um, young people told us that they wanted um, more information about specifically, and that was for young men and um, young women. And do they want it to come from their school or their parents? Yeah, I think that's really interesting. You know, when we asked them, so 70% of, of young people said that actually when they were first ready for a sexual experience, they didn't know enough. And when we said, well, where would you have liked to have found that out from, they were very clear in their response that it was school, parents and a health professional. So these results, what they do is they present further support for uh, school-based 
uh, sex and relationships education. The goal is to see properly trained teachers of um, sex and relationships education in primary and secondary schools that would reduce the, the, the lottery that we currently see in the delivery of that education so that all young people will receive appropriate uh, education and with it in partnership with their parents.